It was 19, early 1977, and just before I left my position as ship's dispersing officer of the USS John F. Kennedy, I was transferred, or rather promoted, and made the sales officer of the John F. Kennedy, normally a chief warrant officer, two or three position. I would end up being one of the youngest, in fact, the youngest sales officers ever in the United States Navy. Most sales officers were in their 40s and were either a CWO3 or a CWO4. They had rarely ever made a carrier sales position regular officer. Nevertheless, I, I was still in dispersing, and as such, Dispersing officers have tremendous amounts of power. The power that they possess is you either get paid or you don't. Back then in the 70s, people sometimes wanted special pay or early advancements on their pay. And if they warranted it, they were given special or advanced pay in cash. Not in check, but in cash directly at the dispersing officer's office. Then for officers that had been overpaid, the dispersing officer or the DO, which I was, would have to doctor pay and take pay back from an officer. I rarely ever had to do that. From time to time there would be screw-ups with payroll though, and when we would have our uh, bi-weekly, or rather bi-monthly uh, paydays on the mess decks and in the wardroom, Officers and enlisted that for whatever reason didn't get a paycheck to get cashed. We had one line for paychecks and one line for cash uh, in each of the different locations. And I would have this DKs go to the Airedale wardroom up in the front of the carrier. I would end up paying the officers in the regular wardroom back aft. And then on the mess decks, we would pay all of the enlisted ship's company and the Airedales. So from time to time, officers, for whatever reason, wouldn't get a paycheck. And they'd say, where's my paycheck? And we'd look in the, the box of IBM treasury checks, and if their name wasn't in there, when we looked down a roster on the listing, then we would have to go back and find out why. Now, everybody aboard ship knew that this happened. This is why I'm telling you this story because as it was proceeding towards the end of my dispersing officer position and my, I still had a year and a half left on my tour of duty on the carrier, we all were having to qualify in what's known as surface warfare PQS standards or qualifica personal qualification standards for 3M, 3M being a very important thing for planned maintenance on equipment, doors, hatches, whatever was in your compartments. But as an officer, we were all mandated to take PQS training in uh, 3M maintenance. And as a supply officer, I looked on it as kind of a waste of time because as a dispersing officer or as a sales officer, the only thing that I had to personally be responsible for maintaining was hatches on my storerooms, hatches leading down to my storerooms, 
doors leading into my storerooms, whether they be a chill storeroom or a dry storeroom. And that was about it. And then, of course, the battle lan lanterns that were in the passageways and stairwells of the spaces that S3 or S2 or S1 or S4 were responsible for. And so I looked at that like, really? Changing out the batteries and battle lanterns? I'm going to spend many hours trying to learn what to do in these cases when I have enlisted personnel to take care of these things for me. So I thought to myself, this is a fucking waste of time. And I went to see the officer in charge of 3M for the John F. Kennedy, which is in the extreme rear of the ship on the O2 level, just above the jet engine shop. It was a tiny little office and this particular officer was named Commander Rugalo, or Rugalo as I called him. Commander Rugalo, he only had one yeoman that worked for him to help him with his paperwork. He was responsible for promulgating all of the rules and regulations that the Navy would pass out about 3M maintenance and PQS. And, uh, or rather, we called it PMS. The women love that, PMS, because it was Planned Maintenance System, PMS. And, and I'm not discounting the fact that PMS wasn't important. PMS is very important. If you look at Russian ships, if you look at a, um, ships from the Spanish Navy, oh my God, if you look at um, MSC, U.S. Navy MSC ships, they're all in horrendous maintenance, poor condition. That Russian cruiser that just sank, sank partially because they had really piss poor PMS. Anyway, back to my story. So I looked at this whole process of qualifications that I was expected as an officer to go through, and I said, this is bullshit. It's a total waste of my time, and I don't even get anything for it. All I get is a stupid little three-by-five sign-off booklet that says, personal qualification standards for <clears throat> whatever my division was. It had to be signed by somebody else other than me. I had to sign it. And then the head of the John F. Kennedy's 3M shop, Commander Rugolo, had to sign it. So realizing that I was the dispersing officer and I wielded a tremendous amount of power, you will never know that kind of power. When you have the power to withhold somebody's pay or to deny them pay, that's a tremendous amount of power to hold. And I got to thinking, I didn't even ask anybody else. I didn't even ask my senior chief, Senior Chief Angelis. I said, I would, it wouldn't even have broached the question like, hey, Senior Chief, uh, what do you think if I um, threaten Commander Rugalo with withholding his pay uh, until he signs off on my PQS booklets. What do you think about that? I knew that it was wrong. In fact, threatening a officer or a senior officer with um, something like that is a court-martial offense. But I didn't really give a shit. So I just got a burr up my ass one day, and I don't even remember what day of the week it was, but after, just before lunch, I called up 
Commander Rugala to make sure he was in his office. And I went to the rear of the ship. It took me about 25 minutes to march from my office down all the passageways to get to his little tiny cubby, cubby hole. And I knocked on the door and I heard this enter. And I entered and there's Commander Rugalo, or Rugalo as I called him, sitting behind his little gray desk with his spectacles on. And let me go a little further into this. When you're a senior officer on a ship as a commander, like an aircraft carrier, and you get pigeonholed into a shitty little position as the 3M officer or the safety officer or the damage control officer. If you're in a shitty little position, but of all of those I just mentioned, the 3M officer is like the shittiest position you could possibly be in. You're never going to get promoted. You're never going to make captain beyond that position. This is probably your last position that somebody like you would ever be in before you retire from the Navy. And I knew that as an ensign. So I went in and I said, Commander Rugolo, I got a question for you. And he said, what? I said, you know this PQS booklet here that I'm supposed to get signed off? He goes, yeah, all you Supply Corps officers are supposed to get signed off on that. I said, well, here's the problem with that. Not only do I not want to do it, I'm not going to do it. But there's something else. You're going to sign off on my PQS qualifications as though I've done it. Even though you and I both will know that I never did it. Now, I've done some of it, but I'm not going to do any more. It's a total fucking waste of time. And I don't have time as the ship's dispersing officer to fuck around with some stupid goddamn little booklet about PQS qualifications. Not when I have to pay 6,000 men and have their checks and their cash ready every two weeks. And I said, so here, sign my booklet for me and let's move on with life. And he looked up at me very oddly and he says, I can't do that. I'm not going to do that. And I said, well... See, that's interesting, because you know what? Just between you and me, since there's nobody else between you and me in this office, I'm not going to pay you. And if you don't get paid this coming payday, you'll know why. But guess what? You will have no proof that I withheld your pay. So he said, are you threatening me? I said, no, it's not a threat. I'm gonna, I said, I'm going to do you a better one. I'm going to leave my PQS qualification booklet here on your desk, your little gray navy metal desk, and uh, you're going to sign it. And if you don't sign it, you're not going to get paid. And he said, I'm taking that as a threat. And I said, I don't give a shit what you take it as. But come payday, you come back and see me now, you hear? And so I walked out of the office and I left. And he just had his jaw hanging open like he couldn't believe what I just said. And I said to myself, mm, he'll come around. So come payday, I'm in the wardroom paying all the ship's company officers in Airedales. And um, Commander Rugolo comes up to get paid. And I said, let me check your box here, Commander. Rugolo, Rugolo. No, get, there's no check in here for Rugolo. And he goes, you fucking did it, didn't you? You withheld my pay. You didn't pay me. 
I said, no, no, sir, I would never do that. I said, uh, you just didn't, for some reason, you just didn't get a paycheck. We'll have to figure out why you didn't get a paycheck. Maybe there's a glitch with your PFR. I won't know that till I get back to my office and check. Why don't you come up to my office and see me after lunch? And we'll see what the problem is with your pay. He was turning all shades of red at the time. And I said, but I don't have time to deal with you down here in the wardroom, sir. I have hundreds of other officers that I have to pay right now. So step aside. And he stormed out of the wardroom. Now, I guess he could have gone to the XO or could have gone to the CEO or whoever. He could have gone to NIS and complained about me trying to extort him because what I was doing was extorting him to sign off on my PQS qualifications but he had no witnesses and I don't have to worry about any of this because this is all long time ago there are no standards so after lunch he comes into my office and senior chief angelis is there in my office sitting next to me and he's all pissed off and he says i want to know where my pay is and i said well let's find out where your pay is i said senior chief would you go find out where commander rugolo's pay is and um what i had done was we paid him i just didn't bother to take his little fucking check down to the wardroom to make him think that, in fact, I wasn't going to pay the little bastard since he wasn't nice enough to sign off on my PQS qualifications. And so, Senior Chief Angeles, wonderful Filipino chief, I loved him to death. And, and the senior chief, I had even told the senior chief that I was going to withhold his pay, but I didn't tell senior chief the reason why. And so senior chief comes back in the office and he says, Mr. Nauer, I have found Commander Rugolo's check. It is here. And it had a little note attached to it. The note was a note that I had put on it said, Dear Commander, same time two weeks from now, same action, if you know what I mean. And he when he was given the check by Senior Chief Angelis, he read my note, and it was in my handwriting, but nobody else would have been able to decipher what that note meant. And his eyes just got like big golf ball size, like he couldn't believe what he was reading, thinking, this fucking little ensign has more balls than any junior officer I have ever come in contact with. And I looked at him for a moment as he was deciphering the note. Same time, same situation, and if you know what I mean. And he looked at me. He didn't say anything for about almost 30 seconds. And when he finally did open his mouth, he really thought about what he was going to say. He says to me, I think we both see eye to eye on this. I said, well, that would be good. And he said, Come to my office in an hour from now, and I'll have for you what you need. I didn't trust him. So I said, no, that's not going to do, because he could have been setting me up, getting the NIS agent or some other senior officer to be there and listen in when I picked up the PQS. I said, no, 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 that's not going to do. You're going to have your yeoman bring that booklet signed off by you showing that I have 
been qualified for every single entry in that book. And you're going to put it in a big yellow manila envelope, and you're going to have your yeoman bring it to my office. And that's the only way it's going to happen. Now, at that point, my senior chief didn't quite understand what the hell I was talking about. He was curious, but he wasn't going to question his boss. And so Re Commander Regalo Arugolo says, all right, fine. You'll have your little PQS. And I said, good. Here's your check. And see you until next time, Commander. And Commander Rugolo, he didn't slam the door when he walked out of my office, he, but he just walked out shaking his head. I could see the commander shaking his head <laughs> from, <laughs> from side to side as if he had never, ever in his life encountered anybody like me. And sure enough, an hour later, here comes his yeoman, yellow envelope, I tear it open, there's my PQS book, I open up the book and look at it, and there's Commander Rugolo's signature on every single line saying that Ensign Nauer had qualified on PQS standards for 3M on the John F. Kennedy. Problem solved. Now, I guess the moral to this story is if you've got big enough balls, you can extort somebody to do exactly what you want, but you'd better have some pretty big fucking balls to do that. Could I have gotten in trouble? Sure. He could have gone and informed on anybody, the captain, the XO, NIS, and he could have wired them up. He could have been wired up. But I was pretty cautious about what I did, and I always made sure there were no witnesses, especially when I went to see him in his office. So that is a true story. It's probably the only time in my entire Navy career that I ever truly extorted a senior officer to do something sort of against their will. But it was a nice trade. It was an, I called it an even trade. You want your pay? You give me my PQS qualifications. And so that's a true story. Do I recommend it for any junior officer? Absolutely not, especially in this day and time. Because back in those days, 1977, Everything was analog. There were no digital recorders. There were no records of things unless you wrote them out in longhand. Yeah, I guess Rugolo could have made a memo for the record in his wheelbook or something, but big fucking deal. Well, what's that going to matter? So there were no witnesses. No witnesses, no crime. No harm, no foul. And with that, until next time in... Episode number 11, this was episode 10, Bob out, Robert Nauer, unfiltered. <laughs>